0: live from studio five on ami audio
1: mike ross and stephanie sabran with you on this monday coast to coast and uh, hey if you miss any part of the program you can catch us on a replay three o'clock eastern and noon pacific and then again at nine eastern in the evening six pacific and if you're looking for information on anything we talk about, you can catch all the links on our Facebook page at Accessible Media Inc. Now, you ever worn a smart watch? No. Neither have I. <laughs> uh, would you? Any interest?
0: For, for, for some things, I might. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to use it for a phone and that sort of thing, but for heart rate, for all that kind of thing, yeah.
1: I don't exercise enough for that. <laughs> uh, what about a smart t-shirt? And I don't mean, you know, mom and dad went on vacation and all I got was this crummy t-shirt.
0: I actually, um, I can't do it right now for physical reasons, but in the past, I have done marathons with my walker, and when I'm training, that would have been very helpful. The the
1: closest thing I think I've ever seen was these jackets that they have now with battery packs on them for, for warming. Right. You get these warming jackets. That's probably the closest thing I've seen to a smart clothing line. Really? Yeah. And we're going to deal with that in just a second here, because it's part of what's coming up this week on Wednesday's upcoming Your Tech Report.
0: Mitchell, uh, CES was a couple weeks ago, almost a month ago at this point, uh, but lots of cool products came out of CES. And we've noticed over the past couple years that wearables is obviously a high atop the category list of things that we see coming out in newer technology, Correct. Well, absolutely. I mean, let's face it, Mark. We have uh, we have smart televisions. We, of course, we have smartphones and tablets. Why not have smart clothing, right? It only makes sense. Exactly. So, one company caught me caught my attention for many reasons, and this company is Hexoskin. Their slogan is wearable body metrics. That's coming up on Wednesday's Your Tech Report with
1: Mark Aflalo and Mitchell Whitfield. And uh, Mark is on the line with us here this morning. Hey, to
0: Mark. I'm good. You guys, you had a, did you have a good first week on AMI? We had a fantastic Fabulous. week. You weren't listening. What? <laughs> I, I was. I was traveling like a nut job, and I took a couple of days to rest in Florida, and I'm back on the road tomorrow. So it's bum, a, bum, I, bum, I'll catch up on the on the on the Facebook page. I yeah, probably. excuses. we feel excuses. terrible for you, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. So Hexoskin, um, you know, tell me what what does this thing measure? You you, you throw this T-shirt or shirt on. And it gives you uh, some pretty neat insights into what you're doing. But exactly what does it do?
0: Okay, well, it's it's made for the kind of casual consumer, but also if you think of athletics and people who are training, there's a lot of data that can be gathered while you're you know on the, on the ice, whether you're working out in the gym, et cetera, et cetera. So what this shirt does, and it looks, it's not, it's you know, it's a nice looking shirt. It's a shirt that just kind of goes on, stays nice and snug to the skin. It, ma- it monitors heart rate, um, heart rate recovery, heart rate uh, variability, breathing rate, acceleration, your acti- activity level, um, your minute ventilation, cadence, step count, calories. Um, all these kind of measurements, and it brings them all into the cloud, into their uh, app and infrastructure, and allows you to... to you know, actually generate reports on data. So, if you're trying to see how much stamina someone has, cardio-wise, if you're trying to do more accurate kind of sleep testing, you can use a shirt like this instead of all those you know traditional sleep tests where you're you're covered with all these different types of cables. So that's what Hexoskin does, and the, and their technology is evolving, and it's evolved, and we're already on their second generation, and it, it's it's insane where it's being used. I mean, you can get it at Best Buy now, but in in terms of just you know training, um, a lot of hockey players are using this, a lot of teams are looking to solutions like this more than just a watch, for example, or a fitness band to, uh, to really see what kind of data they can get from their athletes. And I think, too, because it isn't just on your wrist, it's on your chest. It's actually feeling your respiration and everything else. I think it sounds like it would be more accurate. It's way more accurate. Yeah. And for those exact reasons, it's right there. It's always snug against you. It's not just, you know, one piece of equipment that's you know, with, when, when they do traditional testing, you know, for stamina and, and just cardiovascular stuff, you're, you're trapped with these wires on a on a treadmill, for example. Now you can actually do your activities and do whatever sport you're doing or whatever you were, however you're training in its natural way and get more accurate results as a result of that.
1: Okay, so we talk how it uh, it gets involved in sports and high-performance training. What about uh, in medicine? I mean, are there uses for it here in in sort of traditional medical testing?
0: Absolutely. And what we're seeing really on the whole wearable side of of this whole industry is that there's a gigantic... Medical application to every type of wearable, whether it be doctors monitoring patients from a distance, or if you you know patients are in the ICU and and they don't want to be strapped down with all these cords and 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 you know different attachment to them, you can monitor your patients more closely. Um, who are you know have trouble breathing? You can monitor their heart rate and all all these type of things that you can do on an athlete. You can now take into the medical field and turn all this data. Once all this data is gathered together, you get a much larger sample and you get. Much more detailed results, and you can use this information down the road when you're diagnosing things, when you're treating patients.
1: It's live from Studio Five on AMI Audio. Mike Ross and Stephanie Sabran with Mark Aflalo from your Tech Report. Uh, we've been talking about uh, the smart T-shirt and smart shirt from Hexoskin, but uh, Stephanie, there's something else that uh, Mark's going to be covering off, and this is pretty t- cool too. If you do any type of driving, traveling, this is neat, pretty neat. Yeah, could you tell us about the Waze app?
0: Waze is really cool, so Waze started originally as this app a couple years ago that crowdsourced traffic. Here's the example, you're using your cell phone, your cell phone's either on the side or or someone else is playing with it in their car. Well, it constantly knows where you are based on the cell phone antennas. So it can gather, you know, if you're on the 401, for example, in Toronto, if you're in the 40 in Montreal, you can you can gather how long it's taking you to travel from one point to another they take all this data together from all the users of the app and they crowdsource traffic information. But not only that, Waze has actually turned into a really cool navigational app. There's so many applications for this. So let's say you're, you're, you're driving down the street. Um, let's say you're going to, from one appointment to another. You can connect it to your calendar and it can tell you, oh, by the way, you're going to be late if you go this way. We recommend you go this way. Or let's say you're in a meeting and it knows because your calendar has an appointment in an hour. It says, you know what, you might want to leave soon because traffic is building up and you're not going to make your appointment if you actually don't leave right now. These are the kind of things that Waze is bringing into their application to make our lives a lot easier, especially when you're commuting from point to point. And, you know, you can use it passively or actively. So you can use it uh, actively by, you know, reporting traffic and confirming traffic so that people behind you know that it's coming up, or you can just kind of leave it on and it's going to use all that crowdsourcing features, knowing how fast you're going from point A to point B to let other people know how traffic is moving.
1: Mark, I've read some of the concerns people have with the app, uh, whether it be, um, you know, that it's it's a distraction when you're driving. Uh, that uh, that there is the possibility and the potential there of people reporting false uh, traffic jams or accidents. Uh, and and also a privacy issue that when it, if you leave it on, it's in sleep mode, it's still uh, tracking you and, and all your movements. Uh, what are what are consumers saying about some of these uh, uh, some of these concerns, and, and what's the response from Ways?
0: We, we, when we actually did an interview with Waze, we, we asked them specifically about the privacy element of things. And the, and the thing about Waze, if you're using it passively and you're not really interacting with it, you don't have to log in. You don't have to sign in with any type of personal information. All it's registering from you is a physical location and how long it takes to get from point A to point B. So there's no personal information going two ways whatsoever. If you choose to be active with it and you want to, let's say, report an accident, it's not going to say right away to everybody else who's – they call them Wazers. Oh, the Waze is using the app that there's traffic there. It's going to wait for at least three or four people to confirm that and as you drive along with the app it asks you if you want to confirm these things but it does so all via voice command and they've really enhanced the voice command element of things specifically for the reasons that we talked about. We know how dangerous texting and driving is. We know how important it is to be focused on the road. It is completely voice enabled to the point that if you try to use the app while you're moving if if you're the driver it's not going to let you do anything. It's going to say enter a voice command, speak a voice command. Now, a passenger, if they want, can then use the app and say, "Okay, I'm the passenger and they can use the app. But if you're a driver, you're not going to be distracted by it. So that's how Waze is addressing it. And what about the fact that it picks up police detectors? Is that even legal? Um, It's legal because it's just people kind of passing along a message as opposed to owning a physical, for example, radar detector in your car, which is illegal in most parts of Canada. So it's, it's, you know, friends passing along a message. You can't really can't really control that, can you? What's coming up next week on your tech report, Mark? Very cool thing. We have an interactive game called Anki Drive. Remember those old, good old games where you put two cars on a track and you'd hold that trigger button and they'd zoom round and round and round and round? I love that game. Well the Anki is is taking this to a new level. So you have this beautiful black track and these smart cars, they're not physically attached to the track, but thanks to magnets and thanks to an accompanying app, you can go head to head against friends, you can you can shoot the other friend off the track and there's some artificial intelligence there too. So if you're only one person, you can try to, you know, play against the computer and it keeps them on the track. So we're gonna talk to the creators of those guys. Um also um EA Access. Gamers have been looking for ways to get into games before they even come out. Well, Electronic Arts is big in Canada, big in, throughout North America. Uh, they're giving gamers an option to sign up for a monthly subscription to get access to games early, but also have access to their complete back catalog. So it's very cool.
1: Well, they need to come up with some kind of way... And when kids open that gift, whether it be Christmas morning or on the day of their birthday, that their dads don't spend the first three hours using them, that they let the kids <laughs> use them. Because I'll tell you right now, Mark, I've got a lot of pictures in those uh, photo albums from my childhood of my dad playing with the race set, with the train set, with my record player and microphone. Oh, yeah. They
0: got to come up well, with Mike, something. Well, Mike, we we have to we have to figure out how they work so we can teach our kids how to use it properly, Mike. Right? <laughs> yeah, okay, but that doesn't explain why a year later you're still using it. There's a justification well, for anything. You gotta relearn. You gotta reteach yourself how to how sure, use all these things. Sure. Right.
1: There's an app for that, Mark. Come on now. <laughs> Thanks Don't a lot. Thanks, guys. There Thanks. goes Mark Aflalo from Your Tech Report. It airs Wednesdays at 7 a.m. Eastern and 1 p.m. Eastern on AMI Audio.